Hello and welcome to an all-new Deep Cuts Live. I'm your host, Antoine Reed, and today we have a great guest for you. We have Charlie Minato. Charlie is the editor of HalfWill.com. It's one of the most popular cigar blogs there is. Everyone goes to it. If there's a story to be read or broken, basically, you can expect it to find it on HalfWill. So today we're going to talk to Charlie about the history of HalfWill. Why did he get into the industry? How did he get into the media side? And what does it take to build up a business around media, as he's done with Half Will. So let's get to today's interview. Charlie, welcome to Deep Cuts. Thank you for having me, Antoine. Yeah, it's been a while. Like I said, I, I was trying to think the other day, when's the last time I saw you? And it, were, it was probably PCA of last year. I know you were walking around the trade show floor. I was walking around. We saw each other. And then after that, like my professional career just went crazy <laughs> in a completely dark weird direction i didn't expect so i didn't see you at all the usual uh events that we usually cross paths at so it's nice to see you here yeah no i'm uh, glad to be here and uh looking forward to this hour yeah so you are a bit different from most of our guests because most of our guests so far have been manufacturers uh and you are media and i consider you to kind of be like the OG of media, because you kind of started off this whole thing where a lot of people have tried to tried to uh, copy what you've done, and I don't think they've done it successfully. So you have started like a news blog, uh, if you call it a blog these days. Yeah. I think blog is sort of a, a old term now, but kind of a news blog. You keep up with the industry, um, a lot of different things. Whenever something happens, basically. It's either you or Cigar Aficionado that seems to kind of break the news. So um, pretty big figure in the media world. So um, I'm excited to have you on. And I told a few people this week who's going to be on it. And they were all excited um, because they're media people. And so they kind of gave me some questions to kind of ask you as well. But um, before we kind of get into all the media questions, could you just introduce yourself, however you'd like to introduce yourself, and tell people who you are and a little bit about Half Wheel? Yeah, so I am Charlie Minato. I'm one of the co-founders of HalfWheel.com, which, as Antoine just said, is a cigar blog uh, based out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, Halfwheel was started in, it launched, it went public uh, January 1, 2012. Uh, Brooks Whittington and I started it in August of 2011, and we both had cigar blogs before that. Brooks's was called Smoking Stogie. Mine was called The Cigar Feed. And the blogs were... Uh, Brooks's blog was very different than most other cigar blogs at the time in that it uh, focused on rare, hard to find, and pre-release cigars. And at that point in time, we were really starting to see uh, just an avalanche of new cigars, limited edition cigars were becoming, you know, went from maybe being like half the industry would have a limited edition cigar in even year to pretty much everybody um, in a very short span of time started introducing limited edition products. And certainly with a, a couple manufacturers in particular, uh, Taiwahe and Viaje, that was becoming a thing. And so Brooks's blog was very interesting to someone like me who, uh, you know, I, I guess still is a cigar nerd. But, you know, particularly at that time was really identifying it more as a cigar nerd than maybe is uh, this is my occupation. And my blog reviewed cigars, but it differed a little bit from, uh, you know, Stogie Guys, Stogie Review, Cigar Craig, Cigar Coop at the time. 
uh, in that it had a pretty big news focus that most cigar blogs didn't have. Most cigar blogs would review cigars primarily, and then if General Cigar Company sent them a press release, they would publish that press release, uh, which the Cigar Feed certainly did. But uh, I chased after news stories, and Brooks and I met here. I was home from college uh, one winter, and I knew Brooks was in Dallas, and we met up at a local cigar shop and sort of became fast friends because of a shared interest in cigars and in some other things. And then... Um, about a year later, we were deciding to merge the two blogs together and, and start a new one. Well, that's really cool. I didn't know it was 2012 because I think that's that time in the industry and everything's very print oriented. So the idea of having a, a, a blog, you know, website news thing probably was new to people because I know that when I came in in 2010, um, you know, people were still like, like I said, into magazines. Uh, you know, Cigar Aficionado, Tobacconist Magazine, uh, a couple other ones that were around at the time. So the idea of starting a blog probably back then was like, you know, pretty new. Yeah, I, would think. I, I don't know. I mean, I sort of look at it the opposite way. I think back to the 2010-2011 era as sort of the heyday of maybe not the like the quality and certainly at the top end, um, you know, I, I think both uh, Cigar Coop and I and, and Cigar Dojo, which came along you know, shortly thereafter, and it's maybe a little bit different than, than Coop and Half Wheel are. But, you know, we were around, but there was also the sort of, I mean, you called me an OG of, of cigar blogging. I don't really look at myself that way. Um, you know, Stogie Guys, Stogie Review, Cigar Craig, those guys had been around, you know, before I even started smoking. I mean, um, I remember going to Stogie Review and Stogie Guys and Cigar Obsession um and like those were places where i learned how to you know purge a butane lighter or dock stogie fresh i mean that's you know there's a guy that's a real og you know i remember sitting and watching doc's videos of uh his pro cigar trips and the boxes he would get at the festival at the time i had no idea what pro cigar was and so now i think it's uh much more you know certainly i, I don't know what's coming next but there was you know, it sort of went through a stage where it went from you would start a cigar blog to maybe you would start a cigar YouTube channel to I think now it's probably still sort of podcast focused. Like if you're going to start a cigar something in the media space um, from scratch, it, it's probably more of a podcast or maybe an Instagram account. Um, but, uh, you know, you, I, I don't think today most people would turn to saying, like, I'm going to start a brand new cigar blog. Um, and I, I think you know, there's a number of reasons why there's there's other mediums that are more popular in general and also with cigars. And I also think some of it's a bit of a testament to the media that's around today is doing a much better job than it was in 2010. I mean, I always sort of think about like if Half Wheel didn't exist and I was, I guess, whatever it is, 12 years younger, like would I be wanting to start Half Wheel right now in a world where, you know, the rest of the cigar media is really sort of on top of it? Because um, I'm not sure that the, certainly the, the window is nowhere near as large as it is today or, or was back then, sorry. But I'm not sure how much of a window there really is, um, at least in terms of just like the, the news space. It seems like it's pretty developed. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned these other media sites that were around back then. So when you and Brooks were really sitting around thinking like we're going to merge our blogs together, or our websites together and our superpowers that we have. Um, you know, to do media together. Like, did you think of yourself as a business at that time? Or did you just think as, you're like, we're going to do this for fun? Like, what was your intent getting into it? 
Yeah, it's weird. There was like a lot of planning about some things and then just basically no planning about other things. And, you know, like it was a business from day one. Um, Brooks and I both put in, you know, I don't know how much money, not much, but we both put in a little bit of money um, to start it because we needed to buy the domain name and we needed to, you know, create a hosting account and we needed to do some other things. Um, Brooks would al was always told people that like I had some sort of long-term plan that this was going to become a full-time thing for both of us. And, and that's definitely not true. I think at the time I was still planning on going to law school um, when I finished up college. It, you know, I think for a number of reasons, it sort of, it, it got larger, but we did have a good understanding that we would be, be the, you know, um, the sum of the parts would be greater and that, you know, Brooks is a professional photographer. He, back in the day, you know, in the 90s, uh, was a photographer for the local newspapers here and then, you know, became sort of a pioneer in a very specific sort of high-end genre of wedding photography. Um, he and his wife uh, were one of the sort of original documentary wedding photographers. So she, the idea of photographing a wedding in the same way that a news photographer would. And he did that and was very successful. And then sort of around 2008, 2009, between the financial collapse that took place then and also the rise of digital cameras, the wedding photography business really plummeted from what I understand. Um, and so he was looking for something else um, to do. And I was graduating college. It was, uh, I mean, maybe there's been worse times, but all the articles I would see about law school is like, this is the absolute worst time to be graduating from law school. Um, and so we sort of uh, figured out if we could make it work. And um, even in 2013, when we were making those decisions, the idea that it would be here 10 years later and, and sort of, you know, doing what we're doing, I'm not sure that either one of us had the utmost confidence that, that would be the case. Yeah, but like you said, here it is 2023. And like I said, half will is up there. It's, it's, it's still going, it's still growing, it seems like. Um, how has the news cycle kind of changed from, you know, back then when you first started to like what it is now? Like, has it changed any? Has, has things gotten better in terms of like coverage in the industry has things slowed down a little bit like how has you know oh, yeah i mean it's it's definitely i mean i'm sure you can relate to this like in 2010 i remember i would call cigar company offices and tell them like hey it, but you know i remember calling uh john gonzalez when he was at my father and being like hey uh you know like do you have any new products coming out at the ipspr trade show and he's like who are you? And I'm like, yeah, which is, that was perfectly fine. Like right. there was no reason as to why John Gonzalez should have known who I was. And then he would be like, yeah, I think we got some new things. And then he would just like start talking. And then he'd be like, why are you asking me these questions? And I'm like, I have this website where people go to like, learn about like what's happening, like new cigars, cigar reviews. And he's like, he's like, so do you like, I'm not going to send you any free cigars. And I'm like, no, no, that's not what I'm asking. I, I really just want the, the information. And you know, at that point in time, like, even Drew Estate didn't have the best, like, wasn't particularly easy to get information out of, let alone, like, you know, obviously now it's an avalanche of free cigars, uh, it, it seems like, although they have at least uh, honored our request of not blowing up our office with UPS packages like they once did. But, um, yeah, so that's changed a lot. It's gotten a lot better in, in the sense that not only do we not have to explain like why we want information, but uh, most companies I think 
you know, sort of make a attempt most of the time to try to get information about their new products out. Um, in terms of, you know, I, I would say the other thing that's really changed is that there's also more than just one college student calling people asking about, you know, new cigars. Um, certainly we have competition at Half Wheel in terms of writing about news stories, uh, whether it be from Cigar Aficionado or, or Cigar Coop or, you know, even somebody like Cigar Journal writes, I don't know, probably 10 to 15, 20 articles a week, about, maybe not 20, but, you know, they're, they're writing, I would say, about a dozen articles a week about cigar mm-hmm. news of some sorts. So that's changed. Um, the regulatory thing, I mean, that I think Half Wheel can can take credit that no one has covered cigar regulation like Half Wheel has. That was just not happening in 2010. Um, you know, Cigar Fisonado would do a good job if it was New York related. But other than that, um, maybe California. But if there was something happening in Minnesota, they were not likely to write about it. And certainly half wheels coverage of local towns and counties all that work that patrick legreed spearheaded for many many years for us um you know whether it was tobacco 21 or smoking bans and things like that that's changed um i don't know if it's necessarily gotten any worse i and there's there's a lot more news um maybe it slowed down from a peak in like 2016 2017 but uh in 2010 there were probably 40% 40% of the amount of new cigars that were coming out this year uh, is what was happening in 2010. So that's changed a lot. So from what you just said, I'm wondering how many stories, you know, just following your lap as opposed to you having to actually, you know, reach out to these companies and say, what's going on at your company or what, how many new releases do you have coming out or like how much work do you have to put into it? Cause I don't know if a lot of people understand you know, your hustle or how much yeah. work into like actually getting, you know, news to put on the half wheel. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot, it's, I would say that it's probably a little bit more than half or, or things that are sent to us by the, the company directly. But, you know, there's also particularly this time of year with the, the PCA trade show coming up in July, you know, we're sending out between the, the Patrick Brooks and I, you know, last week we probably sent out 250 emails, text, phone calls to basically every company that we think is going to be an exhibitor there. And, uh, you know, not all of those phone calls or emails uh, are lead to anything that we end up writing about. Uh, some of them don't get answered. Sometimes the company doesn't have anything new or sometimes they're just like, hey, give me another three weeks. So, um you know, it's it certainly is not just us sitting around clicking a refresh on the email inbox and just waiting for the press release to show up. And then, as you very well know, like the press release shows up and sometimes there's not very much information in there and there's a lot of key information missing or there's confusing things in there. So it's not the hardest job in the world, but uh, it does require constant attention. And if you're in the business of covering news and you hope to do it in a timely manner, it's a 365 and a quarter days per year type of thing. Yeah, because what what I appreciate about Half Will is that you all, like I said, get to break a lot of news, but it's probably because you all do that outreach a lot better than a lot of media sources out there. Like a lot of media, like you could tell from the, you know, when a press release drops from anyone, then like 30 minutes later, you, you have like this flood of the same press release getting this like repurposed or copy pasted and it's out there. Um, but you all, like I said, to me, feel a little bit different in that you get to break that news to people because you probably have done the work 
to reach out to people. So I think that's a good lesson for a lot of the media who are watching this to kind of understand that, you know, if you want to, you know, break the stories and you want to do it, it takes a little bit of a work to get those stories. Yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate in the sense that um, this is a business, this is a full-time job for, for us. And so we have resources that the cigar blog that somebody's you know running because they just really like cigars and they like to write and they they like to review cigars like we're you know it's the same game but the rules are very very different and um i don't uh, i try never to take that for granted because I, I do understand that there are a lot of people who are working a day job and would love to have the job that that we have here at half wheel um but just don't have the opportunity and the, the chips haven't fallen their way yet so um there is an advantage to being able to do this eight hours a day with multiple people and, and you know, have other resources that uh, I certainly didn't have in 2010 when I was starting. You know, with, you know, that information, how important was it for you early on to kind of build a team out? Because I think a lot of media people, sometimes they think I can do this on my own, you know, and there's other people who do want to do it with a team, but there's like not that real, you know, that organization there. So how important was that, do you think, to Half Wheels, like where it is today? I I think it's the most important thing that for Half Wheels success. Um, it's certainly the, the thing that I am the proudest about what we've done is that the last time we added a new writer for Half Wheel was March of 2012. We were two and a half months or three months into it. Um, you know, Patrick Legreed, uh, we were talking, you know, we had other writers. We've had people leave Half Wheel, particularly in the 2011, 2012. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the first year, we, um, I think we had, we had other writers that we were paying and, and that were going to be part of it. And then they had other jobs and um, they left. But Patrick Legreed, I remember talking with him in late 2011 and sort of signed the paperwork and got everything figured out in early parts of 2012. And then Brian Burke came on in March of 2012. And that's been it. Um, and uh, obviously, Patrick it, Patrick still works in baseball and does PA announcing and some voice work because he's got other sort of work passions that he really enjoys doing beyond writing about cigars. And Brian Burt, who does not work for us full time, but he'll be at the trade show. And this will be his, I guess, 10th trade show, 11th trade show. I mean, he's been at every trade show that Half Wheel's been at um, working for us. And so... You know, having those uh, those people and that sort of the, the team that and the idea that it's just worked and that we still put up with each other and we're still excited to see each other, you know, the few times a year that we get to do it. Um, it's absolutely insane that it's kind of played out that way. So what's the typical day like for you? Yeah, it's uh, um, Brooks Whittington shows up to the office uh, earlier than I do. Um, so he's usually here by, I would say nine ish. Um, and then I'm certainly up before these days, at least, uh, certainly not in 2013, but, uh, nowadays I'm up before nine o'clock, but, uh, and we'll occasionally do some work from home and then we'll come in here sometime trying to get here a little bit earlier these days, but nine 30 to 10, I'll usually be here. And it's just, uh, check check my inbox, check my text messages, check uh, our project management software and just sort of see what needs to be taken care of first. It's one of the the weird parts of sort of working in the news industry is that you kind of you make plans and, and um, then five press releases or whatever show up and, and then those plans go out the window. 
Um, and so uh, writing and sort of project managing things in the morning and then um, in the afternoon, um, this is about the time that I'd typically be finishing up a, a cigar review or review of a cigar. Um, I try to smoke, I think we all kind of do try to smoke um, our review cigars at the same time each day. Um, and so uh, about two o'clock local time, I'll come into this room and smoke some cigars or smoke a cigar, I guess, and um, review it. And in the time in between, um, you know, I'll help out Brooks with the studio photography stuff that we have here and send cigar packages to Patrick and buy more cigars for review and figure out where to put the cigars that we don't have any space for and all sorts of other things. Um, and then like an hour ago, I was putting together a, a coffee table thing contraption. So it just any sort of thing could happen, I guess. Um, one of the things that is standing out to me in this interview is that, you know, when you're talking about media and how half well structured, it really is a business. And I think that makes a huge difference, even mentality wise, because if you approach the stuff as if it's a like hobby or just something like on the side, I don't think you get that traction that you all have, have gotten. So how did you, you know, like, where did this business mentality come from? Uh, I think it's kind of always been there to a degree. Um, you know, I always, I, I like to look at things, analyze things and, and really try to figure out like, how can I tweak something to, to make it work more efficient? Um, and I think that kind of lends itself to the business mindset. I, truth be told, I think that, you know, like I didn't, I haven't taken a single business class in my life. Uh, I don't think any of us on staff have. So, um, you know, that may be a, a glaring blind spot of ours, but there were some principles and decisions that we made really early on that have allowed us, you know, or that have paid dividends as we've gone on. I mean, one thing that I think is very different than Half Wheel for pretty much any media, whether it's cigar media or anything else, is we've never discounted an advertising or uh, an ad ever. Um, and that was a decision that I sort of made in 2011 of like, we just sat here and we figured out how much money we needed to generate to basically sort of be able to buy cigars to review and maybe cut some of the call like cover some of the costs related to going to the trade show and, and a couple other things here and there and uh you know like why did we just have this whole exercise if then we're just going to start giving out discounts to people because that's what you do i get I, I you know it sort of seemed to ask backwards to me so things like that uh I, i'm uh, happy to say I got right. There have been plenty of, of mistakes along the way um, in terms of the business side of things. But, um, you know, we've we've just tried to treat people the right way and, and always have an idea that, you know, the editorial side of things and, and what we write for our readers to see, that is what it's going to be. We're going to tell the truth. There's, there's no point in lying. It, it just spirals out of control. And, and, you know, it's not the way that I really want to live my life. And I don't think that it's the way that any of the, the staff members here at Half will want to do it. And on the business side of things, like you got to understand, we're just going to do what we're going to do on the editorial side. 